Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination. Welcome to the CrossRip for the week of May 8th, 2017. Hey, happy spring, everybody. Welcome to the show. We got a fun one coming up for you. We're going to talk a little bit about Ghostbusters 101, issue number two. We'll talk a little video game information, uh, including some Playmobil talk, uh, and a few other surprises. It's, it's a little light of a week, but we still have plenty to talk about, so make sure that you stay tuned. Toys.net presents the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key master? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. Don't look at me. I think these people are completely nuts. Woo! So they feed you bee pollen in order to counteract pollen? <laughs> Is this like, is this going to be our conversation about uh, giving chicken pox to get chicken pox or whatever? Uh, no, not really. I, I'm still not 100% sure about it myself, but it was one of those things where coming back from the wedding I was at and some song came up the ra- on the radio and Maria was like, oh, I hate this song. So I just hit, <laughs> hit to this other station and it went to the other station right in the middle of the DJs. You know what I do with the seasonal allergies? I take the bee pollen. And it was just one of those things where I was like, I'm suffering seasonal allergies. What timing that you would speak up like that? So the trick is seasonal allergies are tree pollen. Yeah. Yeah. Bees don't have anything to do with tree pollen. Trees are more than capable of just throwing their pollen. Oh, just they're wind. They're trees. Trees, wind. It works. Um, Bees, however, are flowers. So I was trying to figure out what it is. As best as I can tell, people with seasonal allergies aren't bothered by bee pollen, mm-hmm. but by taking it, somehow the body goes, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. So it kind of builds up your body to prepare to repel borders without going into this, like, you know, histamine nightmare that, that everybody gets okay. into. Like I said, I don't 100% uh, understand it. All I do know is that when I'm taking the the, the medication for it, it's, it's a medication. It makes you feel drowsy and all that. So I tend to I have to take it at night and then getting up is a nightmare or I take it in the morning and then all throughout the day I'm just sort of like, I don't uh, do anything. Uh, yeah. So... According to the the honey bee manufacturers, um, uh, there's a place nearby where I used to live, actually, a shop that specializes in honey. And I went in, and he, I was like, is it good for it? And he's like, absolutely. And he's like, you build up to it prior to the allergy season. I'm like, well, I missed that. He's like, well, that's okay, because you kind of take it to maintain throughout. So you can start that to see how it goes. Um, and it's, it's it's no messing around, because they're like, um, take, a, take a little bit, see if you like your throat feels funny or anything because like there's every chance you take some and you just go yeah, into anaphylactic shock yeah like, yeah if you have the the bee allergy uh yeah you're look well like presumably Short. if you're allergic yeah. to bees you, you'd know by now but yeah. you know he's just being cautious he's like you know, be careful and i took some and it's really kind of interesting it's like slightly flowery and slightly well it's like a little it's a, like a little hint of honey because that's what it is the bees gather the pollen they kind of pack them into these I was going to say snowballs but you know snowballs made of pollen yeah uh, stuck together with honey and that's what they store for food reserves 
Yeah. So, mm-hmm. anyways. You're on, you're on that crazy drug the kids are talking about, the bee pollen. Yes. Uh, so d- either... As taken at Coachella. <laughs> so either it's entirely coincidental, like the weather changed, or maybe the, the pollen count's not so bad the days I tried it or whatever, or it's doing something. Uh, and frankly, at this point, I don't care if it's a placebo effect. I'll take it. I'm on this crazy new drug called placebo. Yeah. Placebo. Uh, well, that's cool. You said you were on your way back from a wedding. Was that the? Uh, I saw a lot of pictures of, of uh, fancy, dapper-looking people wearing proton packs. Was that uh, the yeah. wedding you were at? That was uh, Mr. Damien Williams down in the uh, Seattle area there, who uh, uh, cosplayer and uh, came up fan expo a number of years ago. And ran into the other guys, and he, he had either started his own Ghostbusters outfit or wanted to do his own Ghostbusters outfit. And he had uh, he had no playmates down in Seattle, so he hooked up with the boys here because they got along really well. Yeah. A lot of uh, shared common interests. They they do uh, Power Rangers together as well. Oh, stuff like that. So uh, he was uh, immediately adopted into the group, and yeah, he got married last weekend to his fair lady, Lady Fair. Uh, Tara, um, and yes, everybody was very dapper. We all cleaned up very nicely. Um, uh, The guys uh, brought up their packs. I didn't have a pack, so I borrowed a PKE meter. Nice. Um, Yeah, and it was very nice. Uh, Damien has a background, uh, I guess high school and all that. He he danced. He was in a a breakdance group. And they are, they're all close friends, so they were at his wedding. So it got to the wedding portion, and I'm like, that's what I hate about weddings. It's the na 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 No. They got to Apache, like by track two, and the breakdance battle began. Oh, man. This is the best wedding ever. And then it just got better, because in the middle of it, one of the members of his group, she's like... I don't know, seven months pregnant now by the looks of it. Didn't stop her. Off she yeah. went. <laughs> that's was, awesome. Good for her, man. Was, that's that's great. I was like, woo. Uh, so, was, yeah, it's a little place just across the border. Uh, it's a cute little place, cute little hotel. Uh, yeah, it was a nice weekend. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. It sounds like a, a fun time. You guys are there kindred spirits my wife and i did the same thing we're like no chicken dancing no electric slide <laughs> none of all of that stupid shit and we're gonna stick to the we had a pretty awesome we had a dj an actual like a dj dj not like a wedding dj it was great it was right. fun yeah so it sounds like they did the same thing it was just like they, one they, big party yeah. with people wearing proton packs basically nice. uh, the proton packs slightly confused the family but uh you know they <laughs> they knew he was they knew that was his thing so that was what's okay. with the bombs on everybody's what, back <laughs> the best part about the whole thing is uh every video i took i took a bunch of videos i uploaded them to facebook to share with everybody that that went and let's just put it this way this is a good a good test of how cool your wedding is facebook stopped me every single time going you don't own bruno mars 24k <laughs> and i'm like no i don't but i think this falls under fair use uh yeah you don't own this song no i don't but come on it's ah! incidental it's in the background come on Come on. Facebook. So. Of all the stupid things that I see on Facebook, really, you're going <laughs> to stop talk me on about that? music rights. Look at them yeah, dancing. Exactly. Unbelievable. Um, anyways. Um, well, good. Well, congratulations, guys. That's that's cool. Uh, and looks yeah. like it was a lot of a lot of fun. Check those out uh, if you haven't seen them online. I know Ryan Dole posted a bunch of, of photos, too. Uh, 
but uh yeah it looked, looked like fun um so yeah check the ghostbusters of british columbia facebook page i'm pretty sure there's at least one picture there yeah yeah and so okay so before we get into ghostbusters chat one one thing that happened today that i didn't have a chance to do uh and i want to get your take on it uh the defenders trailer did you see sigourney weaver in the defenders trailer did is she in I the trailer did oh yeah she's in it a couple oh. times oh man she talks she's got some lines in it and everything Ooh. no teasing yeah. there uh that's excellent okay so and and what was your verdict on it i again i haven't been able to watch it yet so i was hoping to hear yeah. you're like yeah uh-oh. uh-oh no 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 i just that that response was was not to the quality or my reaction to the trailer but rather my reaction to the whole what do you think about marvel i'm we hit that point <laughs> where the people are like you know, I've been having too much fun with this for too long now. I think it's time to hate it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you can only you know have so I mean? much like, ice cream until you eventually start to feel sick from the ice cream. I, I guess, guess but... so. But ask any six-year-old, and they'll take every drop they can get <laughs> first. And all <laughs> and I keep, keep thinking eating. is what was available when I was six c- compared to now. And it's like, I'll take it. Um, yeah. yeah. I know I know some people were kind of eh, on Iron Fist both uh rightfully and not so rightfully. Um, yeah. You know, some fair commentary on you know the whole the whole uh setup of the story and uh who's playing what. I mean, uh, you know, fair points there. Uh other stuff like it wasn't as good as Daredevil. I was like, yeah, well, Daredevil was new. Like Yeah. Are we are we all balancing the perspective here that but Daredevil was shiny and new, and this one is. I, so at the end of it, I know we're so far along that everybody's all over the place on on the whole Marvel on Netflix and all that sort of thing, yeah. or Marvel in general, or comic book movies. Well, in I was going to say, I think people are starting to get fatigued on it, which is understandable. I mean, it's it's but, pretty saturated at the moment, but there's good stuff yeah. still. <laughs> there's still good stuff. Yeah. Walk away, then. Like this is yeah. the bit that confuses me. Like. Think of how many comics there are out there. I don't read all of the comics, and I'm pretty yeah. sure if I watched all the comics, I'd hate a bunch of them, and I'd be sick of comics pretty quick. So yeah. I pick and choose. It's like if you're feeling tapped out, just walk away. Like you are up to your eyeballs uh, in Agents of Shield, and I'm dragging my heels. Not that I, I hate it. It's just sort of like, well, I'll. Yeah, give when it, I'm in give a it mood, some space. I'll go back to yeah, it. exactly. I mean, I think that's that's kind of indicative of how much, uh, how how uh, a wealth of riches we have in this day and age is yeah. now. It is like going up to to your local comic shop and like, well, you know, I don't really read Runaways, but there's a show Runaways. Why would I watch the? You know, I yeah. I, I mean, the 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 other side of that though is like, I never really read Iron Man, but I went and I saw the Iron Man movies and I loved them. So you yeah. you never know what you might end up getting out of it. But um, like, uh, I, I saw the first episode of Legion and I I really dug it. Yeah, and I I've heard everybody talk about the rest of the season which is a short season i, I seem to recall yeah, it's only like eight episodes yeah and i'm like i definitely want to watch the rest but after seeing the first one it's one of those things where it's like i don't want to half-ass watching this you know what i mean like i don't want to sit down and i turn it yeah. on and then i i watch it while i surf i'm like i really want to be in the right yeah, you gotta pay attention to it and then the flip side of the coin is, is others that I'm just not rushing through. Like Agents of Shield has always been kind of a slow burn for me. I like it I, when it hits its high notes, and I find that maybe I wish they went faster in some regards. So I just sort of take yeah. my time, and when I'm in the mood, I go back to it. Now that said, the Defenders trailer I liked it because uh, it's what I've been waiting for all along, which is 
letting it's why the avengers work so well it's like we've set up all our individual characters now we're gonna let them play together i'm like yes that's what comics do best and that's what that's what the 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 rights holders have very rarely been able to get right when it comes to comic books uh in you know motion picture moving pictures format so yeah i know this is the plan all along but i'm like yay we're here and i love it yeah exactly and 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 it works for them too with avengers and and defenders and uh yeah yeah. if once they live and breathe on their own and you bring them together then you can you know have them poke at each other right like a major waste not to exactly and uh well, and it's I, not too unrelated from where we're going to talk about the Ghostbusters no. 101 comic, which is kind of the same same thing here, letting a couple of things live and breathe on their own before they come together right. and poke at each other. But uh, yeah, I didn't mean to step on you. What, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say Sigourney Weaver looks good. Yeah, it, and the uh, bad guy. Like, that's intriguing. I, I'm intrigued by her playing the villain. Uh, uh, yeah, that's her wanting to, like, I know she has other stuff lined up, like, she gets to do occasionally when she wants to, they'll let her do comedy Yeah, and she gets yeah. to, you know, like avatar, she'll get to jump in and do, <laughs> she's committed you know, to 12 more avatar movies, right? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. So I, we've seen it a couple of times cause I believe if I recall correctly, she was the, the corporate villain in Chappie as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It seems like when given, ha- and there was a couple of other things like, no. So she was, she was good guy in copycat. Uh, she there was, was something else. She where was she in was, working girl. She was kind of the, yeah, the villain. So it feels like yeah. it's one of those things where given half a chance, she likes to, to, to play the villain. And, uh, here she is. She's a Marvel. Villain, yeah. So well, that's uh, awesome. Well, I'll, to, I'll check that out after we finish recording here, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Sigourney Weaver, Dana Barrett, the bad guy. Ooh, that's a change. That's a, that's a shift. <laughs> see how people play, see how that plays out with people. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we do have some news, but uh, I am I am anxious to talk to you about Ghostbusters 101 number two, which is on shelves as of this past week. Uh, uh-huh. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about some pinball stuff. Uh, some some good news items here. So let's let's jump into it. Here we go. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here. If you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, Chris. Let's start. Let's start with pinball. You know, let's start with pinball. Um, so Stern Pinball, the the good folks that have created that amazing uh, machine that you've seen or not seen, as some people have pointed out, that it's yeah. uh, kind of a rarity out there in the wild. Um, but some some of the good barcades out there, some of the bowling alleys have them. We we do know that place in South Carolina where. Uh, Bill Murray uh, graciously signed the marquee for them, and then it was hermetically sealed, and we'll never see it again. Uh, they have a pinball machine, but uh, if you do not have one, if you haven't been able to get your hands on one to play it and let it eat your quarters because it is incredibly <laughs> difficult, uh, it will be available on the Stern Pinball Arcade app through That's PlayStation right. 4, Xbox One, uh, Android, iOS, uh, all of those plat- all the platforms. Um, yep. and it, we don't have any of the, de- we just know it is coming to that platform. We don't have any other details besides that. No. It could be, uh, the one article I read, which was WWG said that it will be anywhere from five to $10. It will be out anytime from now until question mark, maybe summer. <laughs> it was based we don't know where we don't know when, but it will be coming out. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's super cool. I'm, I'm anxious to actually 
maybe get some practice time before that thing starts? Because you and I, uh, Chris, when you came down here to LA, I played that one that they had at uh, Button Mash, uh, the the barcade that we went to, yeah. and it promptly just drained all three on me. I was I like I I would. I would think I was getting the knack of it. I was thinking that I was like, okay, I'm going to hit that ramp there and then I'm going to get in there for the multi-ball and uh, nope. No, it, it just laughed at me. It, uh, it was yeah, really it's difficult. A, it's, it's a complex table. I don't know if it's the world's most complex, but there's a lot going well, on. No, there. there's a lot going on. Um, and, and also, uh, and, and let's just talk pinball shop here for a second, but I feel like the gutters <laughs> on the left and the right were extremely huge. So every time the ball would sort of drift toward that side, I, yeah. I wanted to just give it a little nudge and just like, cause I knew it was dead. I knew that it was going to drain right then and there. But, uh, uh, I also seen, I, <sighs> I'm trying to remember back now, but I think our table was the middle to to deluxe or whatever that had the the spirit. Um, it, it, yeah, it had it? the that magnetic thing that grabs the ball yeah. and twirls around it and throws it or something. Other, yeah. it has another term in in regular pinball machines, but yeah, essentially it's a, a magnet under the table that that spins around and moves. So it kind of it's not it's not like electromagnetic strong. It just yeah. Yeah. It nudges it around. So even if you get into a flow where you're like, and I hit it here and it goes around, and I hit it here and it goes around, <laughs> and I hit it here and it goes around, all you have to do is one off. Oh, I went off and everything's gone haywire. And oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've gone terribly <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Uh, I do like that the table is, and it's. I, I think I've seen it in, in a number of more modern tables that there's a kind of a grace period that. Um, yeah, you come to the table and you put your money in and you play and should you happen to lose that first ball like in the first 15 20 seconds or whatever it goes it's okay here try again don't <laughs> it screw feels up sorry for you yeah, yeah it knows that you're a noob and you're yeah so. in over your head but uh so anyway yeah looking forward to getting some quality time you know hopefully uh yeah. for five dollars as opposed to my entire pocket full of uh tokens um so well i'll tell you it's yeah the digital ones feel really good actually i was kind of wondering how that would go given that pinball machines are such a tactile thing and it turns out it, it's not that far off yeah really. they're getting it, pretty it, good they're getting pretty good uh, the physics are really great and what i realized then playing the digital versus playing in real life is you only think you're getting kind of a tactile feedback when you hit the ball when really what you're doing is you're you're getting a sense of timing yeah and you can kind of tell you know as your body processes you know visually how you've hit it and where it's gone and the time you hit it at and all that 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 kind of in your brain gives you a the difference between hitting this you know it feels like you've hit a sweet spot even though you know you know physically you 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 haven't felt anything (laughs) exactly which means you can get that exact same feeling then on these new the the digital ones and all even the pads you know like well pads aren't terribly powerful they're more than powerful enough and I I know when I play I'm like this is great yeah they've gotten pretty good I mean the the you're right it's like the uncanny valley of pinball machines yeah. uh, where you you don't feel the weight of the ball and you don't feel the weight of the table but uh, but yeah. yeah even even to the point that v, I think it's VC pinball it's this company that makes virtual pinball machines now and um, they're, they're great there. We actually played one of the Dave and Busters and they're a lot of fun. So I'm, yeah, yeah I'm looking, looking forward to this. Hopefully it will be four out bucks, sooner than later for, yeah, until 10 bucks. Four bucks. Let's put it this way. I've, I've put more than 10 bucks into the real world machine. So 10 bucks to be able to, yeah. you know, play the digital when I, 
you know, the mood strikes me. I'm oh yeah, totally. That's nothing. And hopefully it's not like the other, uh, and to, not to be confused with the pinball app that came out uh, prior to this, which was a reskin of, of an old, uh, table. Um, this is a haunted house or something like that. Yeah, it was the old table. Yeah. It was um, still fun. Don't, don't get me wrong. I dropped two or three bucks on that one pretty quick too. Yeah. Just still fun. fun. Yeah. Just, just to get the free play on it. So, uh, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted on that one. <laughs> If if you have the real pinball machine out there and you uh, want to host a, a game night and uh, we'll bring beers, we'll just throw that out to you, <laughs> to you guys. What I want to know is I have one of uh, they don't make them anymore, but uh, Think Geek made that. Um, it was one of their April Fool's Day spoofs that turned into a real product, which oh, is yeah. the Bluetooth mini mini arcade box that you put your tablet, your oh, yeah. Apple. Or- yeah, that, that's right. I forgot about that. <sighs> it's not very well documented about. Whether the, you know requires some sort of uh, proprietary API to talk between the game and the Bluetooth thing, or whether you could just plug it in and yeah. it'll go. Or I'm I'm gonna try it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, see, frankly, see if it works. I know you're supposed to be able to hack it for an Android too, so eh, maybe this <laughs> maybe that's my excuse to go get your an time. Android tablet. Of Now's your time. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, hey, let's talk about uh, Playmobil toys because those yeah. uh, should be hitting shelves by the time you're listening to this, uh, if, if they haven't already. Yeah. yeah. Um, so May 12th is the official launch date. I know Amazon's got pre-orders up. They're going to ship those on May 15th. Uh, some shops, uh, especially in Mexico and Germany, they've already got them in wide supply and people are picking them up and taking them home. In fact, I've even seen some pretty good uh, store displays where they've got the enclosed plastic uh shell that they've got the firehouse and the busters and the uh ecto one and everything looks really cool so this is this is a big one i'm excited about these playmobile toys (laughs) Uh, especially more so after the game so i I downloaded the app uh, after we talked about it last week and it's it's a lot of fun it's a good little time like when you've got five minutes here or 10 minutes there and you just have to pick something up and play really fast it it's that's a lot of fun yeah it's it's a simple little arcade game. Uh, it's free, um, and I see a lot of people out there sharing their high scores or their I, I guess the equivalent of their high scores. You know how many you survive, basically. Um, yeah, I think the the tippity top is two fifty four. Whoa! All right, I'm, I'm yeah, not it's close to that. Pretty yet. crazy. I uh, and Playmobil refuses to weigh in when I say, <laughs> "What's the record? What's the record? <laughs> Who's keeping the score?" Yeah, exactly. Who's the current leader board now? We need Twin Galaxies to vote in yeah, on this, weigh in on this. I, uh, I hurt myself really badly last week, though, um, from rolling my eyes at the, the guy who was complaining that the Lego game was much better and this is just a ripoff. I'm like, okay, one's a AAA console <laughs> title that you spend upwards of 40, sure. 50, 60 bucks on. This is a free promotional app. Yeah. So let's yeah. just, why don't you come down off your... You're so boxed there before you oh, fall man. I mean, hurt that, yourself. The, the story pack for, for Answer the Call is still like 40 bucks. I, I've been waiting for that thing to <laughs> decrease in price. I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be half price soon. It's going to be quarter price soon. But no, it's still full price. People are out there buying it. Bip. Well, well. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah. So Playmobil Toys coming out. Uh, the game still out there. Uh, post post your high scores. Let's see who the the highest scoring cross rip listener is. We'll we'll make that call <laughs> since Playmobil refuses to make the global call here. That's right. Um, let's see. Here's okay. Here's a fun one, Chris. Um, we we did get a, a note from a couple of the franchises out there about some events. Uh, just to, uh, to remind you guys. 
Uh, if you do have an event coming up, just give Chris and I like two, three weeks notice, just as much ample yep. notice as you possibly can, because we did, uh, this, I think it was the circle city guys reached out to us and, and unfortunately it was right after we had recorded an episode for the event that was happening that week. So, um, yeah. uh, felt, felt terrible that we weren't able to get that on the air, but, um, just need, uh, the, the more lead time, the better. Cause we can kind of repeat it over weeks too. And, yeah, uh, exactly. not, not just events, but, um, uh, like you know, outdoor events or charity events or runs yeah, or whatever like events, that. Fundraisers, uh, outdoor screenings, screenings, all of that. Outdoor yeah. screenings that it tis the season. So, it's coming. Um, yeah, it's definitely yeah. coming. So, um, so yeah. So our, our apologies to uh, to those guys and and a couple of the others that Sorry. that had uh, mentioned things that come up. So just give us advance notice. But so the Massachusetts Ghostbusters. This is one that they sent over, and it's actually really cool. They've got a fundraiser they're doing for their local uh, children's hospital. Um, they've put together uh, pins, collectors, trading pins of the Lifeguard 2 from Ghostbusters 2, <laughs> and it's it's pretty cool. It you know looks just like the Lifeguard. Um, it's one of those awesome dual pins where it's got the two, uh, whatever it is, needles uh, that stick through your, your shirt. The pins. The two pins. Yeah, Perhaps. It is a pin that has two pins, if you will. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's for a good cause. Uh, so hit up the Massachusetts guys. They're taking orders for those now. You just have to fill out a a little Google doc and then send them some PayPal money and you're done. And, uh, in, in no time at all, you'll be getting a pin. Yeah. The pin, uh, situation is increasing rapidly. Like I got, yeah. uh, I think it was T fury or something. I ordered a shirt and I got, uh, I ordered at the same time a stay puffed head pin yeah. as well. Yeah. I know a number of other teams have made a bunch of pins. Um, yeah, I don't know. Part of me really now wants to try and get a uh, like a khaki like denim jean jacket or something, <laughs> and yeah. you put throw the name tag on, throw throw a patch on the shoulder, and then just start filling it up with pins yeah, like you used to in high exactly. school. Right? I was gonna say that was that was my jam back in like middle school, high school <laughs> yeah. was my jean jacket with all my pins on it. Yeah, that was everybody's jam. I don't know why that thing persists. It's like uh, jackets covered in pins and uh, stairway to heaven. At, you know the <laughs> no school dance denied. Yeah. It doesn't matter what generation <laughs> it is. Everybody does it at that point. It's true. So. It's true. Yeah, the pin trading, especially uh, <laughs> we, we frequent Disneyland pretty often, and it's it's taken off over there i mean it's they have entire stores dedicated to the pin trade yeah so. it's um but yeah if uh for a good cause i'm da- I'm, I'm down with one of the lifeguard ones yeah pick it it's up. a bit it's a bit inside baseball let's be honest because you're gonna wear that oh, pin yeah. and really only the 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 hard most hardcore of adherents will know what the hell that and uh emergency workers so, yeah, yeah. And emergency workers will, they'll be like, oh, are you a firefighter? And they're like, ah, no, nah, I'm a Ghostbuster, man. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's one of those that works on so many different levels. I love that it's an inside joke amongst us as the fans, but then also, you know, it is a lifeguard. It has meaning. Uh, yeah. You know, some some symbolic meaning. You know, these guys are doing it for a children's hospital. And uh, it's it's such a, it's a very cool thing that they're doing. So um, do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Check that out. Uh, speaking of doing things for the kids for, for good causes. Uh, I just saw this article about the Lincolnshire guys uh, that are trekking across Europe in a Ghostbusters-themed car. Uh, (laughs) Now, I'm not entirely clear. They're raising money for charity, but I'm not entirely clear which charity it's for. Do you you recall, Chris, offhand? Oh, I had the name. It's um... (laughs) Because the event is called the Scrum Run. It's the Uh, Scrum Run. And it's for a – the link was there. It's a uh, children's charity. It's a broad. It's one of those broadband children's charities. Mm, it's just okay. sort of 
they gather up money and then kind of parcel it out to you know children's hospitals and um, various anything to do with anything to do with kids, kids that needs money yeah. to well, cool. to operate uh, because it's not. Um, I don't think it's UK specific. I think it's quite wide, but uh, yeah, they it's three thousand kilometers. So that's you know, a few days of driving at yeah, least. Yeah, few few days of driving at least, and they're in this. Uh, it's like a white uh, sedan hatchback uh, that they've it's painted a, up like the Ecto One. What was the model called? It's a Vauxhall. Oh, damn, I can't remember. And for North Americans, uh, it's a Ford brand, I believe. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, it looks like one of the. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, like a, a, a station wagon, like a family yeah. wagon uh, that they've added the rocket box onto the top uh, that they've painted <laughs> kind of like the the roof rack and, and uh, yeah. Bill Murray is staring out the window. It's it's pretty cool. It looks pretty good, actually. And the other trick is, is you can't spend more than like 500 pounds on the car. Right. So right. the car was donated to them and then they, you know, dropped their money into making sure it's roughly roadworthy and then slapped a bunch of vinyl on it and... Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of hoping uh, when I got word of it, I I asked her, you know, put the word out. Hopefully, we'll hear some people like, you know, who may reach out to them because you know, given that we've got how many teams all over Europe, sure, uh, and depending yeah. on where they go, uh, you know, if you've got a car um, flying the colors, so to speak, raising money for charity, you know, meet up with them wherever they stop, and you know, get some get some good uh, social media viral photos going and. Yeah, yeah, and, and encourage them along the way because that's going to be a long trek, and hopefully yeah. that car holds. Because the article is written as if the car is not going to hold together either, which was no. a little ominous <laughs> and a little scary for those poor guys. So I hope they're going to be okay. So actually, if you are an auto mechanic and you uh, have a bit of a have a bit of a thumb for that, maybe yeah, uh, meet go. up with them along the way and see if they need any help because they may need it. Meet up for dinner and uh, beer, and uh, you know, yeah. uh, bring your bring your wrench set. Case, yeah, help them help them rotate the tires, whatever needs to happen there. So, uh, so yeah. So again, as always, great great on you guys that are out there doing charity work, and and please do give us a heads up when those when those events are coming up, so we can mention them here on the air and try to boost the signal for you guys, not only just here but on social media as well. You know, Chris and I love to post those up to Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. So uh, keep keep us posted. Um, all right, let's talk uh, let's talk comic stuff, Chris. Before we talk about uh, one one, let's let's first mention that Ghostbusters uh, TMNT crossover uh, deluxe hardcover. Because as I sit here and I look at my shelf, my amazing uh, IDW shelf that now holds up, uh, you know, the go- the two Ghostbusters hardcovers, the omnibuses, all of my Turtles Ultimate collections. Uh, right smack dab in the middle is the Ninja Turtles Ghostbusters crossover that the guys did uh, about a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's a deluxe hardcover coming out. But I've, I've got it. I've got the trade. Uh, now I really want the deluxe hardcover. <laughs> Sorry, trade. You have served your purpose well, but I think I need the hardcover. And, and so here's why. Uh, this hardcover looks outstanding. It's, uh, of course, it's the premium format that IDW does. Uh-huh. Um, they have thrown everything in the kitchen sink at it, including a brand new cover by Kevin Eastman. Uh, yes. And that I, is pretty now, awesome. Is it new or is it one of the variants? Oh, I maybe thought we'd seen variants. it before. But it's oh. a moot point because once it goes onto this, you know, prestige uh, hardcover, even better. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm flipping through my trade right now just to see. But you're right. It, I I do vaguely now remember it possibly being a, but it's definitely it's not in the back of the trade. Oh, maybe not then. I don't know. All I know is well, I have Mikey a Mikey with I, the I, pack. 
I love Kevin Eastman. Yeah. I feel I had no, a real sorry, oh, go ahead. You're right, it is. It's here in the trade. Sorry. I, okay. I stand corrected. It uh it was uh, art by Kevin Eastman, colors by Rhonda Pattison. Yeah. So okay. So it, yeah. it it has appeared previously, but just I mean the fact that it is that cover, it's going to look so good next to those IDW Ultimate collections. Yeah. Um, very clear indication that that series did very very well. Oh yeah, them. absolutely. I mean they would not be pumping. They they wouldn't even be doing a deluxe edition if that were the case. Uh, so yeah. Um, and I think I think Ghostbusters overall, you know, I mean you do put Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters together. Um, I think overall those are two pretty popular franchises, but I think the Ghostbusters books still seem to be doing fairly well. I'll be curious to hear how number two on 101 does uh, in comparison yeah. to the, the two print runs they did of the first issue. I would very much love to float the idea now to IDW that they do a Turtles limited series whereby they do their own Ghostbusting. <laughs> There's no crossover. It's just yeah. that... They now have an insight to the gear, so uh, they know they how that works. Build some of their own, yeah. And they have something mystical to go deal with, and they go uh, play Ghostbusters. No, that's a great idea. I mean, obviously Donatello now has the the schematics uh, photographically printed into his brain, so exactly uh, shouldn't be too difficult. Yeah, I would buy that. <laughs> yeah, in a heartbeat. Why in not? In a heartbeat. Um, all right. Well, so if you guys are listening, IDW, as always, that's that's another great idea. Do it. Uh, but I know Do you have it. a lot on your uh, your plate as it is because we just read uh, 101 number two, which um, I th- we, we will do a, another a proper chat about. Um, yeah. But uh, I think, Chris, it would be cool if you and I just did some like initial thoughts, some first thoughts. Sure. You, you quite literally just read it. I just read it uh, about an hour or two ago, too. So it's still fresh in our heads. We only have given it one read, which we know for a fact is not a good way to read these Ghostbusters comics because there's so many details in there. I, I think in the first four or five pages alone, there are so many things that I have to be like, oh, man. Dan, I got to look at every one of these panels for like 10, 15 minutes. Um, but so, so let's do this, Chris. We're going to, we're going to throw a spoiler alert tag on here. Um, yeah. Even though uh, we're going to talk in broad generalizations here about the second issue. Um, but if you wish to remain spoiler free, uh, start hitting that skip button until you hear our end of the show promo and uh, we will not hold it, hold it against you. I, I won't blame you, but uh, yeah, let's, let's talk for just sort of our general impressions, Chris. Uh, overall. So to me, the, the shocking, not shocking, that's, that's too scandalous, but the surprising thing about the second issue is they still don't meet up with each other. They, they kind of do at the end, uh, but we still, we still have not had these combining of worlds occur and we're, we're two issues in now. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, on issue one, they're not, right out of the gate, uh, walking down the street together. And I, I understand why they're setting things up. Uh, but I thought that was a little surprising. How, how did you feel about that? Well, once we got to the last page, I now know why it's taking so long. Yeah. Because I'm beginning to see how they're going to drive the two teams together. And had they jammed it into a single issue, we all would have went, well, that's awfully convenient. Um, and again, we've we've done the spoiler uh, alert. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty clear that they they're setting up Kevin as he's not just a little dim. <laughs> he's it's more like he's a he's slightly touched. If that makes any he's, sense, he's slightly touched. I'm almost wondering if he <laughs> he quite literally exists in a different plane, and that's why he's or, so oblivious. Yeah, or at least sees between them like. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there's a lot like uh, kids can, you know, kids and animals can see stuff that adults can't. It's, it's there's a vague hint that Kevin kind of walks that line a little yeah. bit. So if they had jammed that in in the first issue, Kevin can see between dimensions. We all went would have went. Wait, what? <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. So I, you know, what I hadn't even thought about that. I just sort of figured that he happened to be right place at the right time and noticed them on the steps, and maybe that was. You know, you you see the shadows out of the corner of your eye. There's the glitch in the matrix, that kind of thing. But I yeah. I like that. I like that. Maybe maybe Kevin has some ESP or uh, abilities of which have not well, quite been explored yet. Here, there's a couple of things. One is they set up the the like the whole. Uh, do you want to answer the phone? And he's like, I'm just not feeling it. Right. Which is right. kind of something he's touched on before. Like he's just sort of like you know, it's <laughs> he has a very. Uh, emotional response to things you know what i mean like just like nope did not like that um, conversation yeah um and then the other one is he's like i got a message uh i took down a message for you and hands over his shoe and she's like uh, kevin this is a shoe and he's like oh i've been looking for that <laughs> so obviously he's a bit scattered right yeah and i so i'm kind of right now i'm leaning towards that that scatteredness comes from um kevin's kind of Kevin's radio is, you know, slightly off-tuned, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's picking up some extra signals there. Yeah, he's he's picking yeah. up some Mexican radio, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so he's got he's got some Wolfman Jack oh, uh, tuning funny. in every once in a while. Oh my god! All right, so that's that's uh, that's uh, oh, now I, again I need to go back and reread this uh, because of go. that that type of thing. But um, so yeah, so so they don't meet in this issue, um, even though there is that that last panel where Kevin sees a little glimmer of of Venkman and Stance, and it, and of course it ends on that cliffhanger, who's Venkman? So we're starting to get those those molding of the worlds, but. Uh, melding of molding of the worlds, melding of the worlds. Why did I say melding. molding? I don't know why I said molding. Whatever. Um, my it's brain is molding. You say That's what's you want. happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're molding. See, confectionery. Uh, confectionery. Yeah. Uh, so, but at the very beginning of the issue, uh, we do get to see the the answer the call Ghostbusters in action, uh, uh-huh. which means that we get to see um, Dan's take on the Ecto One, which <laughs> uh-huh. is. There is there is a little bit of mystery there. How did they get an Ecto one back? Did they steal another car from Patty's uncle and and convert it? Uh, what I, I'm curious. There's a backstory there that needs to be explored in an annual, guys, at at some point. Um, <laughs> but so we get his take on the Ecto one. Uh, we get his take on all of the gear. Uh, and then there's this running gag that actually really got me. Where, uh, of course, they're they're at a golf course. There's a lot of Caddyshack references. Again, that's the those are the pages I alluded to that I need to look at in great detail because I do see Ted Knight. I do see a plaque that says "Be the Ball." There's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, Ted um, Knight, uh, "Be the Ball." Uh, Danny's in there. The oh, Dan- Danny's is the Danny in there? Oh, I didn't see Danny. And did you notice the ghost? And yes, and the ghost mm-hmm. is a Scrooged reference, which uh, is very funny. Um, so, so hitting it's two mints and one there, uh, for those references. <laughs> um, but, but so the, the running gag that Holtzman is too impatient to trap a ghost. So they go out onto the, to the green and they're hunting this ghost and we don't even get to see what the ghost looked like before she throws this thing through the chipper. <laughs> Jeez, you know, that, that running joke still, I don't know why, but that is really getting to me. Like, come on, we told you, Holtzman, stop this. I didn't like the way that guy looked at me. 
for, for whatever reason, that is really playing for me. It's it's the way that Eric writes these characters already that I I just I absolutely love. Um, and and we're also kind of getting was it Craig Goldberg? I'm trying to remember. Somebody out there said that uh, that Abby really annoyed them. I think it was Craig. Maybe I, th- it was, I think it was one of the yes have some guys. Maybe it was Jake or, or Craig, but. Uh, that Melissa McCarthy's Abigail uh, really just just bugged them for some reason, um, and I think that they're playing with that in the the comics as well. Did you get that sense, Chris? Like that Patty and Holtzman have been kind of operating in the field on their own, while Aaron and Abby have been back at home base, and they're kind of they're kind of regretful or begrudgingly letting Abby tag along. Like, Hey, it's so good for you to be in the field with us. Thank you. Oh boy. Like we, I kind of get the feeling that they don't want to be around Abby at this moment. I, I didn't quite get that. I know there's a very different dynamic to the team being set up than we're used to with the original team. So, yeah. um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I tend not to read into these things too much <laughs> if I can avoid it. The interpersonal um, conflicts. Yeah. That are, that are occurring. I, or, or maybe it's just because that Abby has been, especially in the, in the previous issue, she's been kind of the, the nagging, uh, uh matriarch yeah. of the family. Who's like, I told you to do this and I told you to do that. And she's even in the movie, she's, she's the 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 bossy one sort of yeah. thing so yeah so maybe that's part to, of it too is they they were operating freely without her in the field yeah. and now with and her I, there it's i think that's the why some people may uh you know kind of uh get their hackles raised over the abby character because you know that's everybody's run into that character before right and it's <laughs> never everybody's favorite person yeah. you know at, at the office or at school or whatever you know the bossy one. So yeah, the bossy one who uh, is is very quick to say "I told you so." You know when they that when she hears that knock at the door and she immediately says, "Did you forget your key again? I told you to pin it to your bra." The bottle, you know that sort of yeah. that mentality that I know drives people crazy. So I, I get very, it. I understand it's it. Very low level though, because after Holtzman uh, shredded the ghost. You know she could have blown her top. She could have like completely chewed her out. And frankly, she just sort of was disappointed, but went with it. Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and, and again, uh, and proving that Eric really has the, the voices of these characters down to a science immediately after that, you have that shot of Holtzman walking away with like her leg kicked up in the air that she's like, let's go to Queens. Woo. You know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. The reading on this one wasn't very good. Like look right there. You see a little, see a little bubble. (laughs) Sort of trying to, to retroactively explain, uh, yeah, uh, rationalize a shredding a ghost, shredding the ghost, yeah. Um, so, so I think, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying the portrayal of those characters, um, and I, I think they're really going to fit in once we have the molding or the melding of the two worlds. Um, I think they're really going to fit in uh, pretty well together. Um, what else? Uh, the commercial kind of stood out to me: the Ghostbusters 101 commercial that we've. <laughs> They still don't have a budget for television commercials. They st- yeah, they're still shooting it on VHS and four by three and <laughs> with uh, with uh, uh, yeah uh, uh, bedsheet ghosts hanging bedsheet from the ghost. ceiling. I on mean, fishing wire. On. These guys have Jenny, who obviously can do some pretty cool things now that she's a ghost, which we see. Yeah, uh, but yet they still choose to do the bedsheet ghost for the commercial. Uh, come on, production value. Come on, hire us guys. We'll do this for you. Yeah, I will say that. 
it's hard. I think it's hard for new people to jump into the the series now. To be honest, oh yeah, I'm a little concerned about that. Like to uh, you know, uh, main team, uh, movie team. That's you know, you can deal with that. Um, you know, the kid team yeah, coming there's together. Now that's, five five total new characters of the new recruits, right? Yeah, Three, uh, four. I guess with Garrett, who's the new addition, that's four, right? Yeah, no, five. And, it is. It's five. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it no, up right four. now. Yeah, you're right. Okay, it is. It's four. It's four. Um, I, I was lumping Kevin into that for some reason, and I should not uh, be. Yeah. Yeah. Shades of the uh, you know cherry picked elements of the cartoon, extreme cartoon, in there with uh, um, uh, with uh, Kylie, uh, Kylie and Eduardo. Eduardo shows up in this issue. Eduardo. Yeah. That's a, we can let that one pass. That's a little. That's a little nod to us yeah. more than anything. But and then Jenny, and it's kind of, and and that's before you even bring in like they start talking to other cities where. You know, there are all these other uh, teams and, yeah. you know, they're, they're liaisons with the FBI and all that. And I'm kind of sitting there going, if some, and then, and Jenny especially, why is there a ghost? Why are they, yeah, why the is that not Slimer? Posters? Yeah. I mean, I think I, on one hand, I, I love it. I love that the lore of the IDW verse has, has expanded yeah. to this point. And I, and I do, I have to hand it to him. When you look at that Dramatis Persona, I just pulled up the, that two page spread that they have for the, the Dramatis Persona. And it's. There's a lot of characters that they're having There's to deal a lot with, of and characters. everybody's having to get uh, their time in a in a 22 page book, and um, yeah, so, so it's, it's so a lot for, to handle. So for, so for us, I love it, like because that's what you want. Like yeah. you just want the story to keep growing, but at the same time, and this is the irony, you kind of got to keep you know new people sticking around or trying, yeah. you know, jumping on board and all that. And that's, that's a way harder when you've got more and yeah. more stuff to have to try and explain. Right. So I guess devil's advocate for that would be that if people are jumping on, on one Oh one, number one, uh, they are, they're familiar with the new movie. They're familiar with the, the classic movie. Maybe this yeah. is just sort of a good way for them to be like, Oh, there's this whole other history. Much like when you pick up the uh, action comics 431 and you have no idea what's going on uh but it, it sort of encourages you to go back and reread things yeah. and, and seek out it's the other stories i know comics avoid it now but boy i really miss the uh you know when the first time we see jenny and they're like have you ever met a ghost and then it's like <laughs> see back in issue 37 yeah exactly ed um Hyphen, Ed, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I'll be curious to see how they wrap this up because, you know, we might be heading towards the point where they got to do a little house cleaning and, uh, you know, maybe pack some characters off to another city or something yeah. for, now, for uh, future Deus Ex Machina or something. And, and it'll yeah. kind of tighten up the, the team, the home team for stories. I don't yeah, know. If, if everybody can sort of split ways and then we can explore... Uh, you know, here's, here's the Chicago guys. Here's the answer to the call guys. Here's the prime guys. I think that would be a lot of fun, but, um, yeah. So, okay. So this, this also brings up another question and that just reminded me, and maybe if Mr. Michael Tanaka is listening to this, he wants to chime in. <laughs> um, we have two characters now in this verse, both named Kevin. One of them is actually based on Michael Tanaka. That's why I feel like uh-huh. we should probably weigh in on this. How do we differentiate besides their last names, Kevin Tanaka and Kevin Beckman? Uh, I feel like we need to have like, you know, Kevin prime, uh, bizarro, Kevin, uh, how, how, how are we going to in shorthand refer to these two Kevins? That's, that's the question that I pose. Uh, Kevin and anti Kevin. I don't know. Um, Yeah. 
But uh, I, 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 uh, it's another uh, interesting point about this issue too is that uh, let's call them Universe A and Universe B. So Kevin yeah. A, um, oh, and Kevin B is Kevin Beckman. See that works. Oh, see there you go, Kevin A. Kevin, Kevin A, Kevin B. B. Yeah. Uh, Kevin A, uh, a, a lot of, of talking and a little bit of, you know, personal autobiographical yeah, exposition to the character. a little bit of backstory there. And, and I think that's a good character reveal for Garrett uh, as we're trying to get to know him, that he immediately senses this or sees this, notices this. Uh, that, yeah. That uh, Kevin Tanaka has a prosthetic leg. That's uh, a good, good bit of character development to Kevin Tanaka, who's always in the background holding a Ghostbusters two mug or you know flip, <laughs> flipping around papers. Or I, I think out of half a dozen appearances over the last twenty or so issues, the most he's gotten to do is smile. Yeah, yeah, he smiles. <laughs> Big and then, smile. Well, he had his 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 interview when they were uh, hiring him. That he, I think that's the most that he had spoken mm. to that point. But um, that's right. So yeah, yeah, we get some great character development there. I mean, that's that's the thing again that you kind of have to tip your hat to Eric and and the crew is that they do get some really great character development in there. They're still, even though this is a bit of a slow burn, you know, two issues in and they haven't met yet. Um, it does have to move at quite a clip because of all of the characters that are involved (laughs) here. So, you know, the fact that we are getting some great backstory about Kevin Tanaka, the, the fact that we're getting to see, uh, Mike hat delivering a message, uh, like all of these, these great little moments, uh, that, that room to breathe with. (laughs) Surely we can just call the dog Mike. Does it have to be Mike hat every single time? Mike hat. It's like he's he's like that know. friend that you have where you always have to say their first and last name, you know? Like I I have I have those those friends where they're just always like actually my wife Kelly has always been first and last name even after we got married and I'm like you can't change your last name everybody calls you by your first and last name. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I I think Mike Hat has to kind of stay. Oh, all right. Mike the dog. It's just it's so it's just so much fun to say. That's my cat. I like that he's smart and potentially smarter than his owner. So <laughs> yes, and very well dressed. Um, very well dressed. He's very well dressed and very smart. But so at any rate, uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe because we've we've sort of delved into uh, sort of the the broad strokes here, but without getting down to a fine grained detail, talking about things that happen on each page, even though we yeah. have kind of done that, uh, maybe we save the rest of our conversation for when we've got yeah. a couple more Time folks to walk on. Away. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, at any rate, go pick it up. Uh, I am certainly going to read this again, uh, no. a couple of times at least, but, uh, it is well, on yes. shelves now. Uh, Eric Burnham, uh, mentioned on Twitter too, that there's a joke in the last couple of pages that, uh, uh, tickles him. Oh, uh, it's and it, and it may be a little in joke between him and Dan, but I'm kind of like, well, what is it? What is it? Tell us. It. Uh, well, you know what I realized? We didn't talk about Eric. Did that great interview with um, who was it? Horrormovies.net. What was the? Let me see if There's I have it on couple. the rundown here. Oh, it was GreatHorrormovies.net. Right. Um, and it was a, actually an interview with Eric and Dan, uh, together talking about the book and, um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, you, you can really tell that these guys love the work that they're doing. And I know it's a lot of hard work, especially for for Dan, who pours all of those details in there. And they've actually made fun of it in the annual that, look, it doesn't have to be screen accurate, Dan. Just let it go. Um, <laughs> but just, I mean, the labor of love. And what I loved about that particular one, and that's why I called that one out, was um, the author of the article even says that, you know, look, this is some of the best comics that are currently being published, period. Not just the best yeah. Ghostbusters comics, but the Ghostbusters comic is one of the best comic books that you can go into your local comic shop and pick up on the market. And and they do. They say each panel, each line of dialogue is lovingly true to what came uh, before it, while it still finds new ways to innovate. And and as we were saying, there are so many new characters that they've expanded this mythology. And, and just uh-huh. it was a really great reverent article um, but I think Chris, you had called out. That's the one where Eric had the great quote about how the reboot kind of fits into not their not just their lore, but also how he thinks people will look back on it. Yeah, there was a, 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 a particular quote he had in it where he felt that over time it would um, it, things would settle down. Would basically is what it amounted yeah. to. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I can paraphrase uh, it. At this oh wait, point, I've got it. I've got it. I knew. I thought I put it. it on the rundown. Here we go. He says, uh, "I think it will be accepted and revealed, uh, reveled, revered, <laughs> revered uh, in equal measure <laughs> as as a piece of the franchise in the same way that the other things are. There are still and probably always will be vocal and passionate love and hate camps." for Ghostbusters 2 and Extreme Ghostbusters. In fact, I've seen the argument that the movies themselves are a waste of time compared to the real Ghostbusters cartoon. That's fandom. So long as we can be good-natured about our preferences, things will smooth out just fine. Um, and, and I think he's absolutely right. You know, it's... I, I for one, love Extreme Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters 2. Uh, do I prefer one over the other? I don't know that I would go so far as to say that, but... Um, same, same thing with answer the call. Uh, I, I actually enjoy it. Um, and I, I have heard a lot of people that are cooling on it now. Um, and that's okay. That's totally fine. If yeah. you, if you liked it and now you don't, I'm totally fine with that. If you didn't like it and you still don't like it, I'm totally, I've always been totally fine with that. Yeah. I think the people cooling on it were people who ran very, uh, hot on it when it came out. Yeah. Like very into the excitement of it coming out and all that. And, uh, and now, yeah, now time has passed, and it's it's just sort of things are leveling out for them, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I was very much looking forward to the movie, but you know, I'm old, <laughs> and I have, and I have the Chris Stewart personal scale of uh, of uh, movie uh, movie ratings all worked out and all that sort yeah. of thing. So you know, I enjoyed the the run up to it. I enjoyed the hell out of it when it came out, and I first saw it, and almost immediately was able to walk out and kind of nail it down as. You know, I think I've said it before. I'll say it again. I see it as a seven out of ten. It's a, yeah. you know, it's a fun movie. I did not hate it. It's got some good laughs. I will revisit it, and you know, it's not my favorite of them. Yeah, but <laughs> so, look at look at what yeah. the time and the distance is doing on that, and that's yeah. to Eric's point. He's saying, look, and I, yeah. I do. I I vividly remember when Extreme Ghostbusters came out. There was. It was on yeah. Bill's board at the time. Uh, there was a, just a, a fervor and outrage, and you know they're yeah. they're trying to diversify just to diversify for for uh, uh, being politically correct sake. And yeah. like, you know, come on, guys. It's for one, it's a, yeah. a cartoon for kids. Um, even though they did put a lot of adult things in there, but 
Yeah, um, Echoes of the Future in that one, but uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, absolutely. And, so, and people who originally saw the the movie in theater, uh, you know, depending on your age and all that, a lot of people, like we've talked about this before. By the time Real Ghostbusters as a cartoon came around, I was keen to watch it just because it was more Ghostbusters, but I didn't. I wasn't falling all over it. Whereas yeah. people that younger than I, by the time real ghostbusters came around, they reacted to it. Like, you know, kids do to cartoons. They just fell in love yeah. with it, sort of yeah. thing. And that goes to Eric's point where he's like, you know, there are some camps that say, you know, the cartoons are better than the movie. And I've seen people respond. I call bullshit <laughs> on that one. It's kind of like, Yes, because you love the movies. Right? I know, but like, there's some pretty good stories in the real Ghostbusters, and even in Extreme Ghostbusters. Are. One of my favorite Extreme Ghostbusters uh, episodes, Ghost Apocalyptic Future. It, it's yeah. just, I mean, that's it's brilliant. It's really good stuff. Um, They're all great. Like real Ghostbusters, um, by and large, dealt with fictionalized. Um, disturbances yeah. whereas extreme ghostbusters very early on i forget which uh where it fell in the uh the airplay and all that but the uh the episode with the the golem yeah there was the golem the jersey that's, devil the yeah that's some, that's some that's some hardcore mythology going on yeah. there i'm like yeah so and i like eric's uh, point that the thing we're not seeing right now is the secondary stuff, right? Like, there's still a lot of people coming online and saying how much they love it and all that. But unlike the original movie where social media was just lit up like a Christmas tree and you could kind of get a sampling of, of where everybody was at with it, um, yeah, it's a slow burn from now on, right? Yeah. Like, we're going to yeah. see, you know, every five years, like some new wave of kids that ran into Answer the Call on, you know, on cable and streaming and. You know, over time, that's just going to morph and build just like it did with all the other things, yeah, just right? With, they, like Extreme Ghostbusters and so extreme on. Extreme Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Extreme Ghostbusters found its place, even though originally the purists were just rabid about it. So Yeah. Well, and, I mean, uh, seeing the response to uh, issue number two of 101 by the the Holtzman's army camp um, <laughs> who I, I love and adore. And uh, every time I search Instagram, the, the ghostbusters hashtag, I love all of the stuff that those guys post. Um, uh-huh. But you know, it's, there is, there's, there's different, different fans out there. And like Eric said, that's yep. fandom man. And so um, I think he's, he's very level headed. He's articulating because he's one hell of a writer uh, very well. What all of us have been trying to say all along here. And yeah, uh, you know, ha- again, it, it shows you what great hands this comic series is in because it's somebody who yeah. understands it both on a granular level um, and a creative level, which, which I love. And uh, it's doubly tricky because it's a comedy, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's gotta it's, be funny. It's got to be funny, and I know. Well, that's a short list of comics, to be honest. Like funny comics are are a rare breed, and yeah. good funny comics are rarer still. So yeah, I mean, you look at. Uh, I mean, I guess Fractions Hawkeye was one of those where I'm like, I didn't expect this to be such a comedy. Oh my god, people are falling off of roofs and being slaughtered in alleyways. <laughs> well, this yeah. is not a comedy anymore. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's uh yeah it's it's a difficult line for them to because it has to be creepy, it has to have a great mythology, it has to have comedy, and at the same time uh, he knows that he's got different levels of fans out there. He's got the extreme Ghostbusters fans, he's got the Ghostbusters two fans out there that he's yep. got to cater to. So 
it's it's a tricky job, and I'm I'm willing to bet that that's probably what's happening right now at at Ghost Core behind closed doors is they're thinking. Wow. All right. So we've got fans of the original. We've got fans of the new movie. We've got fans of the cartoons. We've got you know the fans of the IDW stuff. How do we uh, put it in a blender and and make everybody happy? Um, and I'm sure that's a difficult task uh, to All be right. sure. Here's my plan, IDW. Listen up. So you get this series out of the way, and the next year you do 12 issues, and you cycle. So you uh, <laughs> how do you, how do I put this? You kind of what do you call it? You, you know the term. Yeah, what do you every, call uh, it? What do you, so by uh, by monthly or every month, you're you're cycling out a different team. Is that what you're? What, kinda... do you, what do you? Yeah. What do you call? What do you call a standalone episode or something? Like on the X Files, uh, if it was a it like wasn't a bottle part of episode the, or a, a bottle episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bottle episode, but every every month switch teams. Tell us a, an IDW team. Uh, give us an answer to the call. Then give us a real Ghostbusters. Then give us an extreme Ghostbusters. Oh. Like. Oh, yeah. and then throw in your. There's where you put the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's your <laughs> bloody right in the middle of whatever you call this Ghostbusters colon whatever series. You have Ghostbusters colon whatever, and it's your TMNT episode. Oh, the sales would be through the roof. There you go. There you go. Do I, it. And do I like it. the idea of that because then you could do it like um, I'm. I'm a sucker for Life and Pieces, the show that's on CBS. It's one of the only CBS shows I watch. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> but Life and Pieces is great in the sense that every act break is you see a different character and they all come together at the end. So that's how you could do it. You could have all for 11 months, you could have all of these one shots. And then in the 12th issue, everybody comes together. Oh, because yeah. they gotta do something. There's your annual, your yeah. big oversized issue where it all comes together. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. all right. Uh, all right. Let's, let's so make coming it happen. In 2021, <laughs> 2022. Uh, <laughs> no, too long. I know. Tell them 2018 and then settle for 2019. That's how we do it. <laughs> Negotiate, Troy. Come on. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. Me too. And Twitter accounts. Friends is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroads. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just wanna get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702 GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. So there it is. Uh, make sure that you guys go and pick up your copy of uh, 101 number two. Make sure you're playing that Playmobil game and sending us your uh, scores. Make sure you're sending us all of your charity events, your outdoor screenings. Uh, send us beer. If you guys ended up getting the... Oh, no, it's next week. I was going to say, if you got the Ghostbusters uh, beer from uh, Noble Aleworks, send it that. Uh, send it our way. But that's next week, so um, put a pin in that one. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what, uh, what do you got in terms of final thoughts, Chris? Uh, I was going to give a shout out to a friend of the show and past guest, Mr. Dan Amrick. Um, as, uh, <clears throat> at the time of listening to this, the, the date has passed, but uh, at the time of recording, tomorrow is May the 4th, which we all know is... The day before Cinco de Mayo. 
No. No. May the 4th. Um, May the 4th. The walls will be painted. You're terrible. <laughs> May the 4th is Star Wars Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Star Wars Day. It's definitely Star Wars Day. <laughs> it's also International Firefighters Day. So, uh, ah, you know, hug right. a fireman. But, uh, uh, Dan... Uh, including the time of when he recorded with us way back in our 10th episode yeah. um, was halfway through a five year journey with a uh, his writing partner uh, and musical buddy Jude uh, on making a a full album parody of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band <laughs> called Princess Leia's Stolen Death Star Plans. <laughs> uh, and if you haven't seen it by now, no. you will, because holy crap, is it blowing up. So that's my oh, final thought. Just a big round of applause to Dan. Like, so just to give some some background, Dan's a musical guy. He's a big guitar guy. He... he uh, He's been a journalist almost the entire time I've known him. Yeah. And that yeah. goes all the way back. Like, he was one of the earliest Ghostbusters fans online that, I, you know, he, he fell into the same circles as we did, right? Like, he didn't have a website, like, for fan site, but he had his own, look, I made a costume oh, yeah. too sort of thing. And, and he was working he, for, like, GamePro at the time or something, Game if I remember Pro, right. And, yeah. yeah, and now he's a community manager at, uh, community manager? Yes, and a producer at Ubisoft. Um, but yeah, even all the way back then, he was a musical guy. He was in a like an '80s uh, party band, like a cover band. Um, and one of his friends from that group, uh, together they formed a group called uh, Palette Swap Ninjas. And and his buddy Jude moved east and. I don't know how they decided they were going to try this because it was kind of crazy that the, that they thought they would. But about five years ago, they got it into their head to heads to to do this full album parody of of you know you know the probably the biggest Beatles album ever. Yeah, I'd oh, say. Man. And and decided that it would be all Star Wars and it would be chronological. Like this is the crazy <laughs> part. They covered they covered it meticulously, right down to the. Um, that mystery you know five kilohertz tone at the end right, that the beatles did right. with Ram. they did the same like they just they dialed in on that and then like threw in john williams into the middle of it wow while re de- deconstructing reverse engineering and rebuilding the lyrics to be star wars but still mimic the just crazy and they're on two different coasts so you know oh, here man. here for uh, you're here for the digital era but over five years, they you know they worked real hard on it, and this past week they released it. And uh, Dan, Dan sends out a note: "Hey guys, been working really hard on. It. I'm very proud of it. If you can help get the word out, uh, help. <laughs> what are you talking about? The minute this hits the web, it's gonna it's, it's going gonna to explode. take off. Yeah, within the last two days, it's uh, IGN, uh, Nerdist, uh, you name it. Like all these big sites have picked it up and started uh, writing articles on it, and we haven't even hit." Like I, su- I suspect tomorrow, tomorrow or the, yeah. the 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 thunderclap will be huge, and then I guess end of the month is the. So how does this work? It's fortieth anniversary of Star Wars yeah, this year of the original film. Yeah, yeah, and Sergeant Pepper is fifty years. 
at the end of this month. Like they're only separated by a very short period of time. So these two, it's, it's just it's just nice uh, synchronicity, let's say that uh, yeah, fiftieth anniversary of one album and fortieth anniversary of the movie, and they've mashed them together and. Huh. Yeah, it's it's really good stuff. That's awesome. I, I I had seen it, but I didn't know that uh, one of our own was attached to it. So now I, I'm even more interested in it. I gotta go do. Gotta that. go listen to it. Is is horribly impressive. Oh man! <laughs> like, All right. Well, yeah, I know what I'm so, listening to while I'm writing tonight. This is this has got to happen. Uh, I mean, you like me, probably you know, you know, on and off with. Uh, uh, nerdy guys tend to have, you know, at, at least wander into the world of uh, parody joke music at one point or another, right? Like we all had our, our weird Al Yankovic phase, some longer than others, sort of thing. Um, you know, and Weird Al is the high watermark of it, uh, of you know, novelty parody spoofs and all that. And it's hard to imagine how to beat Weird Al at his own game except with pure audacity and yeah. this is it <laughs> Weird Al is still king right he's the, he's the king of parody pop and he tours and all this sort of thing but Weird Al has never done anything oh, like this like the whole I concept can't even, album yeah I can't even imagine anybody else trying it again do you know what I mean like I've seen a lot of uh, mashups are very easy where you take two different albums and then you know like the the gray album where you take uh the Beatles' White Album and uh, Dark Side um, of the Moon, or one Dark, of those. something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. The or the the somebody had a Black Album. Was it ACDC? Oh, Metallica, yeah, Metallica, yeah, like that sort of thing. Or the the Beastle Boys, where they took the Beatles and the uh, the Beastie Boys, and and the exact same thing, same same. Even then, they they create whole albums, but it's a mashing up music together. And uh, it, they're mashing it however they like to make it fit. So, like, the Beastles, Beastle Boys <laughs> was not all from one album. They p- pulled different Beatles songs and mashed it up from different albums and different Beastie Boys songs from different albums and made a great little mashup album. But, like I said, this is this is a order of magnitude Jeez, yeah. WTF like All right, well, you could literally start at the beginning and listen to it and by the end you will have heard the entire story of Star Wars A New Hope <laughs> I, I kid you not it's <laughs> in insane in Beatles form yeah uh, so yeah go go check that out uh, you got it it was May the 4th uh, the walls were painted and it's the day before so go to my <laughs> you gotta go check it out um but uh yeah we'll come come back we'll have to get dan Emmerich back on the show too because it's been a while since we've talked to that guy so good good Hell for yeah. dan go support the fellow ghost head and and listen and spread the word on that and uh yeah join yeah, us next week free. It's, it's a free album so yeah free hey free album can't can't lose with the price either nope. um all right well until next week everybody we will uh we'll see you on the other side Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. Hey, this could be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmasters. It's a fishing show. Everything you're doing is bad. You truly scare me. I want you to love it. Next week, though, Careless Pets. Weird.